Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. My guest today is a brow magician and owner of self-care studio Melt by Melissa. She's here with me to talk today all about self-care, self-love, and basically all that is life. So here with me today is Melissa Pruitt. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, babe. So happy to be here. And self-care, self-love, this is my jam. I could talk to you about this in my sleep. So I'm so excited to dive in. Oh, you're in the right place. First of all, I love that part of your title is a brown magician. Like how it just like, I feel like that makes you like a, a magical unicorn. And I love it. <laughs> I think I always wanted to be a magical unicorn when I grew up. So I also loved magic and knew that what I was doing was magic. So instead of just saying, oh, I'm a brow waxer, a brow artist, I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing magic yeah. here. I am the magician. It's true. You found a way to make it special, which I love. Okay. So I'm going to start by asking you the same question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. And that is, when was the first time you ever remember feeling sexy? And what did sexy mean to you in that moment? Mm. The first time I remember feeling sexy was back in high school. Okay. And I'm 32 now. So this is about halfway ago in my lifetime thus far. And I remember going through puberty and it was really between eighth grade and high school summer. So in Colorado, we go from eighth grade that summer. Now you're in high school. Okay. And I showed up to my first day of freshman year and suddenly I grew these giant boobs mm. on this tiny little, tiny little, you know, child frame. Good old puberty. Good old puberty. Yeah. And it just like literally happened overnight. And I remember one, getting a lot of new attention that I wasn't used to and maybe didn't want, wasn't like ready to receive. I remember having a lot of hardship with that because I had tons of rumors swirling around my fresh high school that I wore three padded bras that I, someone saw me in a locker room and I had a padded bra and a water bra on, or that my parents bought me fake boobs over summer. So I was immediately self-conscious of this like sexy sexual thing. And I also remember getting in trouble all the time at school for my clothes. And it wasn't because I really was wearing small, tiny, itsy bitsy clothing. Mm -hmm. It was that I was wearing the same clothes that were cute for all of my friends, but looked sexier on me. And even now I can wear a top that my girlfriend has in every color and it does look different Yeah, and it's perceived more sexy. So I immediately was hitching sexy to shame, Shame. sexy to sin, (laughs) And sexy to really all of these negative feelings where I felt like I needed to like hide. Yeah. I, I think so many people can relate to that experience that you had. I know immediately I could relate when you first started, started sharing your story about going through puberty, 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 because our voices are still like, I'm going through puberty. Um, so for me, when I was in the fifth grade, I started my period before anybody else that I knew in my grade. I, I got boobs. I I joke, but it's true. Like I have not grown like since I was 12, like I, (laughs) yes, like I hit puberty and I just like kind of grew into this little woman. And then I did not grow since, but I remember girls in sixth grade, like making fun of me, starting rumors about me because I had boobs and no one else had boobs. And it's, it's so true. You start to associate your body and the way it looks to, um, to shame and you start to feel guilty about it, especially maybe if your peers are, are making fun of you. Um, and it's so interesting. Cause I feel like as you get older, you look back and it's like, it's so silly, right? Cause eventually everyone goes through puberty. Everyone got boobs. All those, all those friends of yours got boobs, but they bought them or, 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 either, or, yeah, way, either way you got them. Yeah. Okay. 
one way or another, they got boobs. Right. And I love how you pointed out that like, even today you can wear the same top that one of your girlfriends has on and it just looks different on you. But that's also what makes us so amazing and beautiful. Right. Is that we all have these different bodies and different shapes and, and, you know, are able to express ourselves in different ways and different clothing. And I'm so curious, you know, because you did say that that whole experience made you associate sexy with shame and sin. How did that change as you got older? Because my, and I I don't really know you very well, but my perception of you just from, you know, you're building your business and how you show up for your business and online, you've grown to be very accepting and confident and kind of embrace yourself in your own skin. How did that change throughout your life? Hmm. Thank you. I definitely look back and I realize there was, there was always this ebb and flow of I'm really confident and I was born really confident. Like I came out of the womb, Melissa. Mm. And my parents will tell you, like I was Melissa. Oh, that's awesome. I had a pink little purse. I had to have a pink little tutu. And the joke in my family was, Melissa doesn't ask, Melissa tells. Okay. Because Melissa knew who she was. She was making her own clothes and making her own outfits and like cutting up hand-me-downs to make my own fashion. And having this really strong sense of like what made me happy. And just so much of that programming and that conditioning as women that we have to go through, especially through all of those, like, you know, phases in in puberty and you're shamed for what you are going through, like you in fifth grade before all the, you know, I was the late bloomer. I was the one who didn't start my period till like way after everyone. And I remember thinking it was like, I was insecure because I didn't grow any underarm hair and all my friends were shaving their underarms. And I was like, you know, and I was the last one, like I had this purity ring. And so I wasn't having sex and everybody knew it. And I was, you know, there was never a win there. Mm. And I think throughout our later teens and early twenties, again, ages, totally, it's different for everybody when you go through these things, but part of that evolution is like, oh, wait, who am I really? Like, let me shed some of this stuff that was like put on me. Let me shed some of the stuff that I you know, kind of let latch on to me like Velcro, get rid of that bullshit. And what's left? Who am I really? What makes me feel really good? And let me just do and be that thing. And also giving myself the permission to change my mind whenever I feel like it, just because I can. One day I might want to wear a little mini skirt and show off my legs. I've been working out and wear a high <laughs> heel. And, and other days I feel really sexy in my like super cute loungewear and who knows how I'm going to feel 10 years from now but I think it's really embracing all of the changes in our lives like we are women after all we change we we are the ocean you know high totally everything in between and I think we just get so caught up in the shoulds yeah like the acceptance yeah okay you said so many things right there that I was like that really stood out. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and that's the best when that happens, right? Because you're just in the moment. You're like really just speaking from your heart and your soul. I love that you that you said you use the phrase when you're when you're younger, whatever age that may be, when you're going through puberty and you're fighting all that. There's never a win. I love how you said that. There's never a win, and all you really have to learn to do is to come back to who you are. And shed everything else that you've been attaching to yourself, thinking that you need to be. And it's so interesting because as we get older and I think we step into adulthood and, and really feel more comfortable with who we are, it's easier for us to look back and, and say things like that, right? Like, man, like, why did I care so much what other people thought? Like, I should have just been myself. And I just so badly, like, wish we could somehow like go back and give our, our younger selves, just like this big hug saying, just be yourself. It's okay. It's okay. And in so many ways, I think, you know, there's pros and cons to social media and and all of that, but in so many ways, it's giving people an outlet to express themselves in different ways and explore how they enjoy expressing themselves without just the standard quo of what they're used to seeing around them all day long. 
So I love that you said that, like, it's never going to be a win. You just have to come back to who you are. Yeah. And realizing on, on the same breath, like it's all a win too. Totally. It's all a win. And a lot of times, at least for myself and a lot of my girlfriends that I've had, you know, a similar conversation with, it's almost funny. Like I have actual full goosebumps, you know? (laughs) Yes. Thinking about like, wait, the ways that I express myself now that are coming from like that soulful place where it just is a thing that brings me joy that I'm passionate about. Wait, I used to be that way when I was six, eight. And when I was four, until I turned that part off. And it's when like us women, especially like when we turn back on Mm -hmm. to that expressive self, that creative self, that like magic, like we literally birth life that, which is crazy. Yeah. Like (laughs) that is magic. We are magic. Like we bleed when the full moon is out. Like that's freaking magic. Okay. But, but knowing that it's always going to be a win if we just follow that joy, if we just follow that inspiration, if we just follow that passion, like nothing else matters. But a lot of times it's that remembering it's that coming back home. It's that coming back to who we really were, were before the world told us who we should be. And it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah stripping away all of that and and coming back home. Yeah. You're so right. It's deconditioning everything that we've been told that we need to be, because it's like, the truth is, is the whole time, our whole lives, since the time we were kids, our intuition knew what made us who we are and what lit us up and what really gave us joy in life. And over time, we let that be stripped away by expectations or, you know, pressures to fit in. And really when you just go back to what you loved as a child, like that's what makes us feel confident. It makes us feel sexy in our skin as we grow into these women. And it's so funny because it's like, it was there all along. It was there all along. Yeah. And that just to tie it back to your original question, that is what melt is from the Mm. beginning, from the Genesis eight years ago, it was like, yes, I am the magician, but you know, even the story of why I named it melt and that alchemy, that transformation is that like, I'm not doing anything except facilitating and catalyzing this sort of metamorphosis that this woman is going through on my table. I'm not adding anything to her. I'm not taking anything away. I'm simply assisting in this process. And when she looks in the mirror and when she walks out my door over and over and over again, she's just seeing herself more clearly, more fully, more as who she really is. And I was never about like, let me put these crazy ass lashes on you. Let me tell you why your skin needs me because it's not good enough Mm. to show off to the world. It really was always about natural beauty in the sense of who are you naturally how do we enhance that so that you feel really good about it? And how do you carry that woman into the world? Yeah. And that woman, that empowered, inspired, joyful woman, that woman's going to change the world and every other one. And that's how it would ripple out. So like, it's all, it's all avenues. It's all facets. But that for me was the beauty, you know, the beauty realm, inner beauty, outer beauty, and really marrying those. Because when we have that, we are like, unstoppable yeah. ferocious. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just want to say like, as a woman and as a woman who's in this community in Phoenix, where you are like, thank you so much for making it a point to build a business from that place. And from that, that mindset, because we have so many other things in our lives trying to make us feel like we need to change what we look like or, you know, change this about ourselves. And it's just so special and beautiful to see businesses come to life that are literally here to just help women feel like empowered to just keep being even more themselves and that they're beautiful just the way they are. And I love that you said that you're not adding anything. You're not taking anything away. You're just like facilitating this process of, them flowing through life and, and being able to be them, their own beautiful selves. So, Mm -hmm. so thank you for, for making it, you know, your purpose to operate your business from that place. Cause that's powerful. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I do think we live in such an amazing place for that. Obviously yeah. there, are, there are women and men everywhere who, yeah. who need a melt experience, but, <laughs> but it really is like, we kind of live in the Mecca, right? Scottsdale, mm-hmm. Scottsdale Phoenix is the plastic surgery capital of the world. I believe don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it still is. Yeah. If it's not, it's one of, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It's, and we have such a plethora of beautiful hair studios and aesthetics shops and injectors, plastic surgeons, even really boutique fitness studios, because it's all about like, you know, staying beautiful, staying young. And so to really disrupt that market that has been so strong Mm. here, you know, is a powerful thing. And it doesn't mean I don't love all the above because trust me, I'm the first one lining up for all the fun things, but the place I come from when I do those is a place of that I want to do it for myself because I can, because it's fun. I've always been like, Hey, if going to get a rhinoplasty is going to make you wake up every day and feel more like you, like you're living in the body with the nose of your dreams and you get to perfect Mm. do that, but don't do it because you saw somebody on the cover of a magazine and you feel less than because you have a different nose than she does you know, and coming back to like, well, we all have these bodies. We all have these shapes and these sizes and these like quirks and these characteristics. And it's all beautiful and it's all super sexy, especially when we just embrace it and like rock it. Yeah, totally. Okay. I couldn't agree more. You, you just said it perfectly. (laughs) This does lead us into something I really did want to ask you. So you called your studio, a self-care studio, which I, which I love, like that sets the tone walking in. I feel like self-care and self-love are so often confused as being the same thing. And I'm so curious how you would describe each of them and what you feel like the differences are and where they, where they have similarities as well. This literally might be one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked. Oh, we need to doc. I mean, I know we're documenting, yeah. but I feel like document this question Yes, because luckily I feel like when I set out with melt a lot of what I was wanting to do was a little bit new and it doesn't mean like oh I'm so ahead of my time and I'm some super genius no yeah just believe that you know I was really clear on my mission and on what I wanted to do and it's like when all the universe conspires and I was like set out to sea, and the wind just took my sails and like suddenly not only like brows become really big um, women owned businesses and women empowerment becomes really big, but the self-care self-love mm-hmm. movement, like we are in it totally We're in it forever. You know, we are all <laughs> forever, ever. in the self-care self-love <laughs> movement. We're living in it. Self-love, hashtag all of it. <laughs> I love the differentiation though, because Melt is a self-care studio and we're all about self-love. But self-care, one of the most simple, beautiful sayings for me is self-care is doing the things that make you feel more like yourself, Mm. more like the best, brightest, highest version of yourself. That can be literally anything. It could be coming in to get a beautiful facial once a month. It could be taking your vitamins and setting them out every week in your little container Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And it could be drinking enough water. It could be putting your phone on airplane mode 30 minutes before bedtime because you want to start reading books instead of scrolling through Instagram. It could be literally fill in the, fill in the blank. It's like your own medicine cabinet and you get to choose. Some people's form of self-care is not my jam. Totally okay. That's their thing. Yeah, that's why it's called self-care. It's for yourself. <laughs> self-care, yes. <laughs> it's all those beautiful things and you get to kind of like pull them off your medicine cabinet and take what you need right? Yeah. That's self-care. And we just get to be a part of that. Mm. We are just part of your self-care routine, part of your ritual in whatever way it fits. To me, self-love is different, but you do self-care because you have self-love, right? If you didn't love yourself, you wouldn't really care to do the care. (laughs) That's when you get kind of like a little lackadaisical. And that's when like you skip the gym three months in a row. And that's when you like, don't drink enough water and you drink 17 shots of espresso. (laughs) Not that I've ever done that before. We've all been there before. (laughs) We've all been on that. We're like, we're not really 
loving on ourselves because when we love ourselves, we know that we are worthy of all the care in the world, whatever it takes to get us to feeling that beautiful, shiny version of ourselves. That self-love though is really rooted in our acceptance of who we really are and our willingness to be who we really are and compassion for who we are and how we got to be who we are today. So I can look back on my past and have some regrets or some shame or all these things where like you, you wish you did or you would have, but I have compassion for that version of Melissa when she was 23 and didn't know better because now that she knows better, she does better and she loves herself because I needed, I needed that to get me to where I am today. I'm going to need to love on this version to get me where I'm going tomorrow. I know you had mentioned that you have always been confident. Like you came out of the womb, like I am Melissa, this is me. (laughs) Did you always understand the importance of having compassion for yourself? Like you mentioned looking back, or did you have a moment in your life where that you didn't understand that and you had to do some work around that? What, what was that journey like for you? I've done a good amount of work on compassion. And to be quite honest, I don't think I really understood compassion until like the last few years. And it doesn't mean maybe I wasn't doing it for myself at some point, or maybe I wasn't more compassionate towards other people than I was towards myself. Um, Confidence, just like anything else, you can have deficiency and you can have toxicity, right? Totally. You can be so confident that like, you don't even think you need compassion yeah. for yourself because you just are, you're doing, you're moving, you're grooving. Yeah. Kind of like, for me, I look at it almost as this part of my life where I was really masculine uh, dominant. I had a really masculine energy. I was a go-getter. I was driven and I knew I could make shit happen. That was part of my magic. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, if I want it, I got it because yeah. I'm going to find a way. Um, I'm going to push through. I'll work, 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 work. If I know that there's a goal to achieve at the end, and it's like a lot of performance perfectionism. I know we've all been there in our own ways. And I don't think I was as compassionate with myself because I was just bulldozing my way through life. Was there a moment where you realized that and realized like, wow, I, I need to allow myself to operate from my feminine more or like, or were you just kind of forced in that direction? Right. Cause sometimes that happens. Sometimes we are like, go, 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 go working toward an end goal so much to the point where we burn out. And then we're like forced to like face what, what we've been living in. Ooh. Yeah. And you know what, as you were asking a question, I didn't know what, what my answer would be yeah. <laughs> until this exact moment. Um, And I was forced a little bit and, you know, I worked really hard to build my business and to make something of myself that I thought fit my definition of success, Mm. especially because what I wanted to do my whole life, I changed my mind. And I was like really kind of soul searching and lost for a few years. And I landed on melt and decided to do this thing. And I put all of my eggs in this basket and, you know, I skipped birthdays, sometimes Christmases. I really haven't had like much of a dating life in my twenties because my business was like my family, my boyfriend, my baby, my everything. Um, and it wasn't until my dad passed four years ago Mm. that I started to really reevaluate. And for anybody who's lost a parent, a loved one, or, you know, anything of that flavor, that kind of eye opening, moment happens in different ways and it actually didn't happen right then but it was sometime in that next year or so when I looked back and I realized in myself oh my gosh Melissa like everything you've done was so that your dad would be proud of you Mm -hmm. everything you've done has been fueled by his approval and his love for you and you know, I believe that he's still here and still get to witness and gets to celebrate and got yeah. to see me open mothership and mini mountain, and all that. But it was like, oh, wait a second. What am I fueled by now? Mm. Number one, my dad is so proud of me and he always was. And no amount of 
success or money or becoming a heart surgeon or not becoming none of that. I didn't have to earn his love or his approval a day in my life. That was a made up story I had for myself. So all that do, 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 do masculine push, drive, achieve, perform, compete, get good grades. Tell me I did a good job. It was all like kind of fake. It was all Mm. illusory and I'm still motivated. You know, I'm still, I'm still partially that person. And on the other side, I care a lot more about like loving on myself and loving on my mom and loving on my siblings and loving on my friends and taking the week off because I can and going to spend it with my family for the holiday or going to my best friend's wedding because she only is going to get married once, (laughs) you know? And I think part of that is a little bit of that feminine essence of Mm. allowing and receiving and being more creative and being more free flowing and, you know, almost creating that womb space of nothing because that's where the magic comes from. And I know that you're over there. Like I see you doing the things and you are spicy and I love it. And (laughs) you create the best reels of anybody that I've ever known. And you are, but you bring such a feminine essence to everything that you do. And it's easy to get caught up, you know, running our businesses, but realizing like, wow, when we create from that feminine place and we match it to the masculine, we are more balanced in that way. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that. I know that I asked you like some questions that, that kind of came out of the blue, but like they, First of all, I knew that you were going to have such a beautiful answer and a and point of view for the difference between self-love and self-care. So I really just wanted to sit back and let you speak your magic because the way that I feel like you described it was so spot on. And thank you so much for you know sharing part of your journey and I'm so sorry about the loss of your father and and how that kind of it sounds like brought you back to yourself in a way and made you understand the importance of self-love and how that also means loving on the people in your life and taking more time to do the things that bring you joy. And it's okay if you're not hustling 24 seven, right? Um, we've talked about masculine and feminine energy on this podcast before. Um, and, and I really had no idea that this is going to be part of our conversation today, but I love that. I love that it went there because it's, it's almost hard for us not to bring it up when we're talking about anything to do with really building a business and especially in the self-care space, right? Like, because you are literally building a business and like you said, you've committed your twenties to just like treating this business like your baby and being a boss and hustling. And then you're building a business in the self-care space that is really like helping women take time for themselves and they can step into your studio and allow themselves to kind of just be in that flow energy and just stop, just like stop and pause and allow themselves to just be, which is just so interesting because you really are operating from both places at all times. And I think you do such a beautiful job at it, but I know it was not like an easy road that just happened overnight. So thank you. Just thank you for sharing all that. I really appreciate it because people come on this podcast and I'm just like, I'm going to answer, I'm going to ask you all the questions. Let's go deep. So (laughs) I know you're happy to go there. So thank you so much. I don't like to swim in shallow waters. You know, that's no fun. That's no fun. If I can just stand up. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to take a minute and talk about your personal sexy. So sexy is an acronym that I came up with. It's, it's four areas that I feel like you really need to get clear on in order to feel the sexiest you possibly can in your own skin. So the first part of sexy is satisfy. I really just want us to be able to celebrate you in these, in these next few points here. So what are some things in your life now that just bring you joy and light you up in your day-to-day, no matter how big or small those things might be. Hmm. Let me just say, I love that you have an acronym for sexy. I'm like, of course we have an acronym for sexy. <laughs> you got to make it extra spicy yeah, and sexy. Extra spicy and sexy. I love it so much. And oh, there's so much that 
satiates me on a day to day. And I've always been such a detail oriented person. Um, but every little moment is part of that savoring. Yeah. You know, I've, I've used the word savor a lot again, to bring it back to that slowing down, you know, everybody's really talking about being present and what does that really mean for us? Are we being present, you know, when we're sipping our cup of coffee? Like that's my favorite start to my day is waking up before the world really does, having that first bit in the morning, um, having my morning routine and creating a little ceremony around normal day-to-day things. You know, so we all grab a cup of coffee, you're on the way, but making it that like extra I'm going to put my special adaptogens and my little like favorite cinnamon. And I'm going to blend it up and do my thing. And I'm going to like take a moment with it and I'm going to sip on it and I'm going to savor it slowly and just have that with myself, you know, and that's how my day starts. And it doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, crazy busy, go- but if I start my day that way, I know I'm setting myself up for more success and just reminding myself to stop and take those moments wherever I can, mm. you know, not eating lunch on the go really quick while I'm answering emails and doing 48 other things, like really stopping chewing my food, you know, um, last night I had this like thought of satiating, savoring. I was putting lotion on <sighs> and I'm like, okay, like I do a whole skin routine, my face, all my stuff. I think that's a huge part of what brings me that, that joy too. Yeah. But like, when was the last time you just like put lotion on your feet and like took a long time? Yeah. And like yourself that like, like that brings me joy. That is delicious. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because, um, one of the things that I, tell people or even some, some clients, but we, we work through feeling literally comfortable in our own skin, right? Cause when you're talking about this idea of sexy, the truth is, is a lot of people don't feel like they're allowed to feel sexy or they feel embarrassed to think that they, that they, that they are sexy. Like they're like, I will not, I, I can't think of myself as sexy, right? Like I'm just me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I say to start with is just start noticing how it feels to put lotion on your body and just like rub that lotion in and allow yourself to feel it and allow it, allow it to feel good. Just take, take notice of what sensations are happening in your body and just allow yourself to feel yourself rubbing lotion into your skin. And it's such a simple act. So I literally just start giggling when you said that, because it's like, it's an exercise that I use and it's so simple, but it's so powerful. And I just love so, so much that you keep using this word savor because not only are you talking about being in the present moment, but you're talking about really experiencing it and taking it in for like every single flavor that it's giving you. Right. Like I, you just always use such great descriptive words. And I love that. That is one that just came out was savor, like savoring this little moment. And you start your days with this moment that you can be present, that, you know, you're starting off, like doing something that you enjoy, that fills your soul. And like you said, who knows what's going to happen with the rest of your day, but at least you're taking the time to do something that lights you up at the beginning of each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that we can all, I love that song. Like, yes, for us, like it's the lotion idea, but it could be so many different things for Anything. all of us, you know, yeah. kind of like the beginning of your day, or if maybe you would know that you go crazy midday, like building yourself in something. Um, a huge part of me is really being able to say yes and say no, mm-hmm. to have the choice. So that the things I'm doing, I actually mostly want to savor them, you know, because yeah. I'm not saying yes to things that I don't want to do, or I'm at least getting better at that, you know, and I'm saying yes to the absolute, like, heck yes. Mm. want to be here, want to do that, want to be present, want to be immersed in this entire experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even some of the things that are in our favorite, we can still savor those and make those something special too, by just like being in it. Yeah. And that's totally such an act of self-love that you're trying to create this life where you don't have to say yes to things that you don't want to, if they don't make you feel good. Right. Like that's such a powerful act of self-love right yeah, there. 
and I think back in the day I always called it like my version of success mm. but I didn't realize success and self-love are almost interchangeable yeah you know and I always said like my number one goal is to live life on my own terms yeah. to live life on my own terms like that's really sexy that's really liberating that's really powerful that's really like oh like all of it that's yeah. the expression yeah. That, How do you want to express? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the next part of sexy is ego. So, you know, ego, I feel like gets such a bad rap. And so often when we hear ego, we think of the unhealthy ego, right. That mm-hmm. is tied to things like conceited and full of yourself and the truth is, is we also have the choice to feed our healthy ego, right? And that that part of our ego is the part of us that that gives us a sense of self, that that gives us a positive self-esteem. So I always like to give some attention to our healthy ego. And how would you say you have grown in your relationship with your self-esteem and your self-worth? And if you don't mind sharing, like, where are you at with that in your life right now? And what has helped you? I love that you differentiate between healthy and maybe not as healthy ego. Yeah, it's true. It's gotten a bad rap, but we all have an ego and we, we, yeah. we need that. We ego. need an ego. Mm-hmm. So it's like a good roommate that we actually need when, yeah. when put to good use. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think when it comes to self-esteem, or self-worth, I've always actually had a really high self-esteem yeah. and self-worth. Again, I, w- I would say I was born. Yeah, it's a gift. That was really- like your gift for sure. Yeah, that's like maybe like part of my dharma, like coming in from yeah. some past lives, who knows, but I definitely came in with a high self-esteem and a high self-worth. And I think that really was reinforced by me having the willingness to go for things And then that positive feedback loop Mm. saying, oh, look, you took the risk and it worked out. Huh? Wait, I I am worthy. Oh, wait, I can do this. Oh, wait, I got this. And, you know, we all do that in different ways, different times in our lives. But I think being really curious, you know, curious to try new things just again, because like we're here having this like human life and we can taste all Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. So why not? Like, that's kind of like, I want to try all of them before I yeah. have a scoop. But I was, I was always willing to go for it. Even if I had no idea what I was doing, even if I didn't know how, even if I didn't have anybody to show me how, even if I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, I think bringing it back to that intuition and sort of that, that inner compass I was like, oh, I see an opportunity. I know it's meant for me. I'm going to dive through that door. Don't know what's on the other side. And then somehow it like kind of always works out. Yeah. So I have this self-fulfilling story that things just always work out for me. And that inspires me then and motivates me and fuels me to do more things that build my self-esteem and my self-worth. You are so good at trusting yourself. I think Like that's the key right there, because I think so many people, and I know I struggled with this for so long is just even trusting that I am capable and I have the ability to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you said, I just kind of go for it and I, I know I'll figure it out. And then when it works out, you're like, oh, wow. Right. Like sometimes it just takes that one time of trusting yourself and then you'll see like the outcome and the payoff. And you're like, oh, wow. That was, why was I stressing out? Like that, that actually worked out in my favor. And that kind of gives you the little kick in the butt to keep doing it again and again. And I think that's so awesome that you've always just been willing to trust yourself. Cause like, what a great, like, what a great thing for anyone listening to this podcast right now to hear, like, if we're going to bet on anyone in our life, like why, why not let it be us? And, Mm -hmm. and what a great example of like, just choosing you no matter what, like you're going to figure it out. And no, it's one of my, I love that you said that too. I feel like we're so, you know, in, in sync here because yeah. one of my things like, Oh, everything's figure outable. Oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Everything's like, figure outable. I love like, that. I don't have to know a through Z trust me. Everything for melt ever. I don't have a business degree. No one in my family owns a business yeah. half, you know, everything I've done really has been like, okay, uh, where am I now? I'm at a, 
what's B? Mm, okay, let's figure that out. Okay, and then when we're at B, we'll talk about C and yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. And like we live in a day and an age where we can literally figure out anything from our fingertips. Totally, literally, yeah. Well, it's real. You can find a coach. You can find a resource. You can find a video. You can find a TikTok and a whatever else all the kids are doing these days, <laughs> right? So if you just trust in yourself, like you will figure it out, then you will, <laughs> then you will. And it doesn't mean that for anybody listening, like I'm invincible and I'm just superhuman and I don't have any emotions because I'm no, I have just as much imposter syndrome as anybody else out there. There are times where I absolutely doubt myself, but it's a moment, yeah. it's a moment in time. I'm allowed to dip into those experiences. Yeah. There are days that I'm really hard on myself, like really hard. There are days I ugly cry in my office because I'm like, what am I doing? You know, are you telling me that you're a human being? I do. If you were over here, you could feel, I do have a pulse. Um, I do have a pulse, but, but I also know like that's temporary too. And again, we can choose, we can choose to follow that or we can choose to say, you know what? That's that feeling. Hey ego. Okay. I see what you're doing here. You're like trying to protect me, Mm -hmm. trying to keep me from being hurt, trying to forget me, like keep protecting me from failing. You know, that's not a real thing. I get it. You're not invited to this party right now. We're going to need to just quiet you down. And here we are. We're just going to, we're going to go for it or we're going to do it or we're going to figure it out, you know? And so there's, there's that constant, especially as we're reaching for new heights, we've never been there before, Mm. you know? we're always going to feel that way. It doesn't matter if it's like how scary it was to go from kindergarten and go over the little bridge ceremony and go into first grade. And you didn't know the other kids you're going to meet. And like, or if it's like, Whoa, now I'm hiring my 20th babe. I'm opening my second location. I'm bringing on this team. I'm like, okay, great. That's not any scarier than the time I applied for my LLC eight years ago and had no idea what I was doing. It's just different. That's so true. That's so true. Like, I love how you also brought up the example of like going over that little bridge from kindergarten to first grade. Like you did it. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't, I don't think I had a bridge, but like I had a metaphorical bridge perhaps. Right. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, you're so right. Like we go through those moments in life all the time. We have no idea what's next. And there's, you know, when we're younger, there's more obvious chapters like kindergarten, then elementary school, then there's obvious chapters with a beginning and an end. And it is, it is scary, but guess what? Like, look back, you, you survived and probably nine times out of 10, you actually thrived. Right. Like, and it, and it worked out. Girl, you got those down pat. You can even do them backwards now. That was like, you know, and everything we're doing, it would be almost easier, right? If we had those, like, you just graduated this chapter, you just did but in quote unquote life, like yeah. when you're so old, it's kind of like we expect ourselves to be somewhere we're not, or to be mm-hmm. farther along than we are, or to be, you know, obviously the comparisons and all like, don't, don't do that. Just stay in your lane. Because yeah. when I was in sixth grade, I wasn't mad at myself that I wasn't doing PhD. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like we, we decide in order to make things make more sense for us. Like we almost want to put like things into chapters. We almost want to put beginnings and ends and like expectations to achieve certain things by this age or this time, because we grew up kind of doing that, right? Like you had to learn all this before you were able to graduate from high school and it all like made sense. So in order for it to feel less scary, we put these expectations in our lives, like to do all these things and accomplish all these things and be all these things by a certain time. But that's just not realistic. Like that's not doing us any favors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back on track here. (laughs) Okay. I do want to ask you, and I feel like you sort of brought this up, but the next part of sexy is the external opinions. Mm. So, you know, we're all human and we all care to some degree or another, what other people think or say about us. How is that working in your life right now? How are you working through that? I love the X. I love the X because I actually want to pull in your ego example. I think the external opinion affecting us, we always immediately associate that with a negative, right? Like what people think of me, does that hurt my feelings when a Karen attacks me behind her keyboard? Yeah, yeah, Karen, it does. Karen. (laughs) Okay. 
but we don't actually think so much of the positive side of that. And for me, when I think about this question, it's like, okay, I'm human. Yeah. We all care about what other people think because if we don't, we're sociopaths. Yeah, totally. However, however, I don't let people's opinion of me or their, you know, their external influence or what they have to say to me, not to me, whatever. I don't let that impact how I see myself for negative, the bad things, or for positive, the good things. Because to me, if I'm living for the the side, the cheering me on, the telling me I'm doing so great, the all the compliments, I'm still relying. I'm still depending on this like false sense of self that isn't within me. I need people to approve of me. I need people to love me. I need people to compliment me. I need people to high five me again, that acceptance from other people to tell me I'm doing a good job and to feel worthy. And that's not real self-love, self-care, self-worth, self-esteem. We're like just addicted. Mm. On the flip side, does it hurt when people say mean things to us? Okay. Yeah. Again, we all can agree probably, you know, whether it's someone really close to us that we love or whether it's like someone we've never met through Yelp, just tearing us apart (laughs) and our character, you know, but I think that the people we love the most, we we really value their opinions about us because we know that they're mirrors and they're only going to show up to us in love and say, hey Mel, the way you said that to me, that just really hurt my feelings. And that's not gonna make me be like, oh, Melissa, you're horrible, you're a bad person. Why would you do that, you idiot? I don't talk to myself that way. Literally never, ever, ever, ever. But what it will do is say, oh my gosh, like, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm a little bit ashamed. I'm disappointed in myself. And I know that I can do better. And I'm going to reflect on that thing because it matters to me, because this person matters to me and how I show up in the world matters to me. So for good, I'm going to soak that up too. And like when I get some amazing DMs from people or an amazing review, I literally screenshot them and I like save them in a little album so that if I'm ever having a moment, like a delicious moment, <laughs> I will go in there and I will read it and remind myself of who the hell I am because I need that inspiration sometimes too. But to kind of just wrap it all up, I don't think that external influence can affect me. It can help me, but I at the end of the day, know who I am and want to, want to be her. Yeah. I love so much that you took a minute to kind of explain how you think that there are positive things we can get from external opinions, but also how it can negatively impact us. And I just, I'm so amazed by your strong sense of self, like not amazed, like not that, like, I didn't think you had a strong sense of self, but it really is such an incredible gift of yours. And I feel like there's so much that someone can learn from listening to this conversation and hearing what you have to share, because like the key to me with what you said is that you can listen to what people say, right. Whether it's positive or negative but you're not going to let that influence your sense of self and the way that you view yourself, because that's only up to you. And that is so powerful. Like if anyone's taking like just one thing away from this conversation, I want it to be that because you're right. Like we are human and we all have our moments and, and like, we need to care to a certain extent about the people in our lives and and their and feedback really it's like feedback from people um but the key is to not let any outside influence impact the way that we see ourselves and i just love that you are so adamant on not talking negatively to yourself or about yourself and instead you reflect on the moment and maybe how you could do better or how you could change that. So you could feel like you're doing better for yourself and showing up as a better version of yourself. I think 
that's just so important. So I just am amazed by you. I'm amazed by your strong sense of self. And thank you for like just being here in this conversation and sharing that so openly too. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So the last part of sexy is the why, which is yearn. So right now, what is next for you? What are you just really excited about and wanting in the future? Oh, so many yearnings. (laughs) And that's okay. Yes. Um, You know, I think that actually what I'm the most excited about is that a lot of the seeds I've been planting for years are finally coming to fruition. Awesome. And I'm really just getting to witness and take part in it. It's like almost harvest season, you know, where you're like, oh my gosh, look at this beautiful bloom. Look at this beautiful fruit. Look at this crop. Like it, it, it feels that way where a lot of the, a lot of the things that are coming out into the world or through, you know, with melt, these are things I have had on my vision list, my dream list, my vision, like six years ago. They've just been living in me and they've been marinating and, you know, the divine timing and setting the stage and laying the foundation and building and just following the, the, the step by step by step and just doing the things. And I really feel right now, like I'm in this place of just pure excitement of seeing like these babies that I've been baking for a long time. <laughs> Um, come to life and to mostly because I want to share them with people you know it's one thing to have like cool things living in you but it's when you get to have them be external and share them with other people that they feel so good yeah I feel like I'm on the precipice of that well I'm excited for you I can tell that's important to you just like the way you're talking about it so I'm excited for you that is very exciting like it's been like you said like six years like six years in the making and it's not just living within you anymore. Like it's going to come out and other people are going to get to experience it, which is so cool. Yeah. Okay. So I have a few questions for you. Not, I mean, I've been asking you plenty of questions, but these are, these are some fun questions. Okay. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now? How would you describe sexy? Mm unapologetically authentic. Mm, I love how fast you answered that. Like that's it. And that encapsulates everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Short, sweet, simple to the point. What is one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy? I know I'm supposed to say my eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to say anything. (laughs) Exactly. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Where do I begin? Actually, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I love something I think is really sexy that I love are my chest freckles, which, you know, the listeners can't see. Um, and I'm wearing like a high neck shirt anyways, but I have these freckles like right in the middle of my chest, like on my bosom. On your bosom. <laughs> I love that. Your bosom. But I actually got them back when I was like a teenager and I was like silly and I was baking in a tanny bed too much. And yeah. I like, freckle, like, you know, I'm a freckler. We all have those moments, you know, so I have these freckles. But the reason I find them so sexy is because of the acceptance around them. You know, I went to laser school and I will never forget being in laser school and my instructor's like, okay, well, everybody has to get some freckles laser off. You have to feel, you know, you have to do each other. You have to feel yeah. everything we learn, we have to do. And they tried to like take all my freckles off. And I was like, back up, homie. Nobody's <laughs> touching these freckles. <laughs> nobody's good you know and I was like oh my gosh no you can't like you can't take my freckles this is like a part of me did you always love your freckles or did that did that experience help you realize how much you felt like they were part of who you are it helped me realize you know they were even like looking and I I had to like look and have a conversation with like every freckle on my arms to be like okay nope I love you too much George yeah (laughs) and I had to find I chose one freckle that they could zap yeah you know, and I've done, you know, IPL and certain surfaces to my face and peel all that fun stuff. Yeah. But I won't, I won't get rid of my freckles. Even if I have an old lady chest and it's, I love these freckles. And to me, they're my sexiest feature. Oh my gosh. I love that answer so much. That's incredible. Okay. Going off of that, what is one character trait of yours that you think is really sexy? I think it's my 
childlike curiosity. Mm. Yeah, you did bring up the importance of staying curious earlier in our conversation, um, which I did, that did stand out to me because I think so often we, we do lose that as we get older. And you've just said childlike curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And you try to keep that like in your day to day, like just like you let yourself be open to just exploring whatever piques your interest. Exactly. I'm always, I'm open to exploring all the things, all the experiences. Again, I'm here at this one life and I always joke, I'll try anything twice. (laughs) First to see how it feels and second to see if I actually like it. (laughs) I love that. But I am, I'm, I'm curious. It's what makes me want to have a lot of experiences. It w- it's what makes me want to learn. I'm like obsessed with learning. I always have been. Um, I, lo- I just love learning. I love yeah. knowledge and wisdom and soaking it up. I, I love putting myself way outside my comfort zone, you know, doing things that are like gnarly. Obviously some people know I was a fun skydiver by my, you know, jump out of planes for fun. And like a lot of like interesting stories we can get to, <laughs> but, um, I am the yes friend. So if you want, if you want a wing woman, I'm your girl. But I think that curiosity is like, that's the spice of life. Mm. Like stay curious, my friends, just give it a try. (laughs) That's your tagline. Stay curious, my friends. Yeah. And, and open-minded and more importantly, open-hearted. Yeah. Compassion goes, you know, bring it back to compassion. That's a big part. I realize actually I'm a very, very, very compassionate person and I'm very open-hearted and I just love to love on people. And I think yeah. that's second too. I think, and I think that's all connected, right? Like yeah. it's all connected and it, what an absolute sexy quality, totally a sexy quality of yours. I agree. Thank okay. You. My last question for you, who is one woman who you think of as a sexy woman and why? The first person who popped into my head, <laughs> I hope you all get to meet her one day, is Megan, my front desk babe. Oh, I love that you're shouting out your front desk babe. Yeah. Why? Why do you yeah. think I'm Megan like, is enforcing this one? Yeah. Why yeah. do you think that she is sexy? Oh, I've had the pleasure of knowing Megan, I think for about four-ish years. She started as a Mount client. She became our front desk babe. She's been with us for a couple of years, just literally we call her the gatekeeper because she's that like first person you're going to hear on the phone. She's that first person you're going to see when you walk in. She's the the last person you're going to see when you walk out. And now she actually just went to aesthetic school and she's going to step into providing services at Melt as well. It's like, I've, I've been with her hand in hand on this beautiful journey and evolution. And since day one, even though I've seen these changes, and she actually just got married this past week. So now she's a wifey, you know, a lot of chapters, if you will, yeah. through and through Meg has always known who Meg was. Yeah. Meg has always been unapologetically authentic. Meg has always listened to her gut instinct and been in tune with her body. She's always followed her intuition. She always does the right thing. She's the most caring human ever. She loves on people she is open-hearted she's fun and frisky and open-minded and she just is like she is the essence of sexy woman hear me roar like all of it everything I could ever list out with any question she would embody that and I absolutely admire her. I'm inspired by her all the time. And I'm really grateful to know her and to witness her and to emulate her in a lot of ways. And I don't know if I've ever actually said that to her. So thanks for letting me share that in this moment. Oh that, my God. I'm like getting a little teary-eyed. She's such a beautiful human and like she's a woman. Yeah. Oh, well, that is that is so beautiful. I literally have goosebumps from hearing you talk about her. And I just want to point out like, you know, I ask everyone who comes on the show this question and a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with it either, but a lot of people will, will name a celebrity, like a celebrity woman that they think of as sexy. And sometimes people, you know, will say someone that they know in their life. And I love that you took this opportunity. And you even said it was the first person to come to your mind was Meg, like the woman who works at the front desk of your studio, who you've known since she was a client 
and you've kind of gone through all these different chapters with her and you just like took a moment, a few moments to just praise this other woman, which is like what, what our whole purpose is like why we're here, right. To like lift other women up. So thank you for taking that opportunity to build up a woman in our community that, you know, and that, you know, that you love. Um, that was a special thing for me to witness. So Meg, you sound amazing and much love to you. (laughs) She's amazing. And I also have to know, I need to know what your most sexy quality is in yourself. Oh my goodness. Thank you for asking. It's so funny because I, I haven't really thought about this for myself personally in a while. I think that I have a really good sense of humor and I always try to just bring fun to any situation that I'm in. Like, even if it is not the best day, like I try to do something that is fun for me. I try to bring like a lightness and and just more fun to situations and the and with the people that I'm with. Um, laughing is really important to me and like such a sexy quality for like in another person. Like, if another person can make me laugh, like I'm I'm like you have my attention. Like I'm drawn into you. Like let's just keep talking, right? Um, so I really try to bring fun in a lot of situations where I am. And I, I do feel like that is a quality I'm proud of. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, laughter is literally the best. Medicine. It is the best. It's like, it is the best medicine. And so that is such a gift yeah. to, to bring that. And I have to say too, I mentioned earlier, like you're one of my favorite accounts to follow <laughs> literally. You. And you're the only person that I really love your reels. <laughs> and it's because, I mean, we haven't like for the rest, we haven't met really no. in life. No. And yet I know, like, I know you yeah. and I know that that is your medicine and that you bring that because I see it like through your personality, through the way that you post. And yes, you're super inspiring and you're informative and educational and you are women in power, but you bring like this kind of gangster, delicious, super fun, doesn't take herself too seriously. Like all, all of that energy through what you do. And it's so radiant and it's so magnetic. And, you know, just again, just to reinforce that for you, like you can feel it even from across the other edge of the earth through the screen. So to be able to do that that way, like we need to hang out. We need to go dancing. We need to do that. (laughs) Well, okay. Thank you so much for, for saying that. Like literally at the beginning of every year, I choose a word to focus on and just, I don't know, like whatever word comes to me that I feel like that is what I need going into the new year. And this year, my word was fun. And I I decided that I wasn't going to do anything. I mean, obviously life, sometimes you have to do things that aren't fun, but I wanted, yeah, it's not fun. I'm not doing it. Um, but I wanted to make sure I was intentionally having more fun. And, um, it, it's just funny. Like you bring up the reels because I do, I have so much fun doing them that I've told myself, like, just, just have, make the reels, have fun doing the reels who like, who cares? You enjoy it. You have fun. So, um, thank you for enjoying my reels. And, and I, I agree. I feel like, like you said, we haven't met each other in real life. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm like, I don't even really know you that well, but like, I feel like I know the core of who you are and like how you choose to go through life and show up in the world And that's special because I haven't even gotten to meet you and give you a hug and really feel your energy in real life, but I can feel it like over technology, which is crazy, which is crazy. Yeah. But this has honestly been one of my favorite conversations. Thank you so much for just taking time. I know we've like gone back and forth and trying to figure out when we could have this conversation. And it means so much to me that you were able to take time out of your day just to be here and and talk about these things, you know, that are kind of things we don't talk about every day. And they're sometimes are things that require us to go deeper and, um, to be honest and real. And, and you showed up for me today and for everyone listening. So thank you so much. I just want to say that. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. I know that we're both busy women just taking over the world and doing our thing and having fun and making having so much fun. 
but this is like this is the this is the big yes stuff this is the this is the savoring satiating yes. all of it. this is these are the conversations that really it's again a cliche but it fuels my soul yeah. and I'm I'm leaving here a better person for it so I'm super honored and can't wait to give you a real life hug yeah we will <laughs> we absolutely will um yeah. okay before we go where can people follow you follow Mel learn about your services tell us all the things Oh yeah, of course. Everything is Melt by Melissa. So meltbymelissa.com is our really dreamy website. And on there you can get to either of our booking pages. We have a self-care studio in Scottsdale. I call it the mothership. We have a new little baby sis. She's mini melt in Phoenix. So of course, if you're in our area, just stop by. You don't even have to be getting a service done. You can just pop in. You can grab a coffee at the mothership. You can hang out. You can shop all the self-care goodies and just soak up the good vibes um if you're if you're not local you know follow us on instagram too melt by melissa or peek at our website and just become a part of the family awesome well thank you again so much melissa and i will i'm gonna stop by in the studio just so i can like give you a hug and say hi and see all your goodies because why yes, not free hugs, free hugs yes. <laughs> i love it thank you so much for listening to this episode For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.